Well, praise the Lord and greetings, saints of God, on this Sunday, May 23rd, 2020. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. I'm Tony here. We want to just open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another time that we can spend in the word, just for a few minutes in the moments of our day, that we can glean some of the word of God. Truly, may it be a blessing to all that will hear and heed the voice of the Lord. Father God, as we open up the doors today, we pray that you come in and sup with us for just a little while. And as I often say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. And may the listening ear receive the engrafted, unadulterated word of God, that we all can be spiritually fed and blessed. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this Sunday's podcast, we want to come from the book of James, chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. James, chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. And as I often say, I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible because I use a split version, which is the Amplified as well. So reading from the word of God from James chapter 4, starting at verse number 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Verse 13 says, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Last verse for today. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then goeth away. Well, 15 is the last verse. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we will, we shall live and do this or do that. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. So this Sunday's podcast is titled Crossroads. Last Sunday, we came from Proverbs talking, just trying to share some wisdom from a titled uh, podcast, Don't Get Tripped Up or Tripped Out. Why? The enemy, I will always remind you, his whole objective is to get you away from God. If he can use family members, friends, finance, work, whatever, to distract you and cause your faith to weaken and lessen, that's what he's trying to do. You have to have a counter for his plan. You have to be able to react when he acts. Amen. So what we do today, we all have it. We all deal with it. We all go through it. What is that? crossroads. What does that mean? That means in life. I like to say, and the old folks have said, as long as we've been in church throughout the years, that if you ain't never experienced some things, baby, keep on living. Maybe you've not gone through what Tanya's gone through, what I've gone through, or I have gone through what you've gone through. And like we would tell our daughters, if you ain't gone through it, just keep living. You may not experience the exact same thing, but you may experience something similar. 
what I have found, God allows things to happen for reasons, if you'll only trust and believe. So we're going to talk about a few things today, and we won't have a very long podcast, but we pray that anytime we're able to record the Word of God, that you will download it, uh, listen to it, reap from it, be at the spiritual buffet table, and eat from it, and prayerfully get your spiritual nourishment to be able to stand in the days of the wicked one. And after done all to stand, stand. So what do you mean crossroads? Well, in life sometimes, you, you, you get to that, the old analogy, you get a four-way crossroad and you ask yourself, which way do I go? Well, if the enemy can trip you up by descending distractions to you, he may have you choose the wrong gate. Y'all remember that sermon? Wide gate versus a narrow gate. You got to choose in life. Romans 8 and 14 said, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God and like to include the daughters of God as well. But guess what? If you lean in accordance to Proverbs from last Sunday, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, when it says, lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, God, and he shall direct thy path. When you digress or separate from God and lead to your own human understanding, the tendency of not being able to withstand what you have to face, your risk factor gets higher. What does that mean? That means when you're trying to think on it on your own, do it on your own, try to figure it out on your own, you're typically probably going to cause yourself to go into a frenzy and almost go nervous and almost lose your mind. But see, when you walk by faith, close your eyes spiritually sometimes and just allow God's voice Still small, though it may be sometimes, or it may be robust like a bullhorn, but you just let God lead you, you will find there will be, I like to equate that to this. Your preacher has said, preacher, how do you know? I believe sometimes God gives you an inner peace that it just seems, we call it a feeling. But see, we don't walk by feeling, we walk by faith. It feels like a feeling. There's something inside of me saying it's going to be all right. Amen. But God is just confirming in his word. He'll never what? Leave you nor forsake you. His seed have never gone hungry or begged bread. I believe if I got one witness that would download the podcast, if we was in a public venue, if I had somebody said, if I get just one witness to just stop in the midst of your worrisome day and look around, you will testify that God has taken care of you. I believe the podcast listeners all live in nice homes, drive nice cars. If you ain't got one, you may have more than one. You got nice shoes, you got jewelry, you got a little money in your pocket. You all look around and say, there's many people, the Bible says, the poor you shall always have. But you yourself, you may have come out of a poverty-stricken life, but if you know what we know and are walking who with what we who walk with, you will find that you're not broke-busted and can't be trusted. You will find that you can look around. You got clothes you don't even wear no more. You got shoes you don't even put in and put on anymore. There's a surround your house. You got food you've thrown away because you're not ate it because you're not starving. Oh, you all look around. I've always said, you all tell God, thank you for what you've got. That's just I digress just a minute. So I, I try to remind myself when I drive up to our property, it feels like the weight of the world is off of our shoulders. Me and Tanya always say, what a blessing to come up to 27 Robinson Cove and have peace in our home. Amen. 
And we try to pray that when people come to our home that they experience the love of God, the peace of God, and all the things of God. Amen. But what I love about being balanced is to know that we are still human. We ain't trying to act like no super saints to the point that we don't make mistakes, sin, and fall short. We ain't trying to act like we better than anybody. We ain't one-uppers. We ain't none of the above. We're just trying to live and do God's will and be who we are. Instruct our kids and our grandchildren to let them know that God is real. Amen? And I pray that you're doing the same thing. So there's a few things that God gave me, and then we'll really close down the podcast. So I want you to get crossroads in your, in your peripheral vision. I want you to see yourself on life's highway. I want you to see yourself walking and you realize that the world ain't trying to do you no favors. All your haters are before you. You going through what we call the gauntlet. You walking through of all your problems, your trials, your tribulations, your sicknesses, and all those things. They're, they're to the right of you, to the left of you. But yet, you heard that old Dr. Watt preacher tell you, don't you give up on God. Don't you quit. You become the David that says, yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Don't you be the person that stops shop and set up camp in the midst of your misery and you find yourself all, all torn to pieces because you don't stop trusting God. You're listening to the world and you don't see nothing but the world's problem and you stop seeing God. Boy, I hope I'm blessing somebody once you hear this. So there's a few things that God gave me out of the scripture passage. James is our author, and he writes to us. And let's break down 7 through 14, and then we'll close. He says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, capital G. He says, to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit means, in the amplified version of the dictionary, to accept or yield to a superior force or to an authority or a person higher than yourself. In our case, we want to submit and yield unto God via the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the devil, you need to resist, as Scripture said, when you resist him, he will flee from you. But what I want to add in your notes, he ain't going to flee forever. He only flees for a season. And that season could be one day, one week, one minute, one hour, one month, or one year. But he will come back. And if he don't come back, he's going to send somebody. We call them demons, fallen angels. So that's verse 7. He tells us this. So the first thing I want you to write down is to submit. Every Christian, every child of God should learn to submit. Now, there are some people that have a problem when they say, wives, submit unto your husband. They seem to stop right there. But the scripture says, wives, submit as unto your husband, as unto God. Not that he's a God, but if he's God-fearing and God-led, understanding that he's human, he makes mistakes, but he's striving to do what's right for his household, that means you follow him as he follows Christ. If he ain't following Christ, don't you follow him. Amen. So when you submit, you ain't submitting to be beat down. You're submitting to be humble. And let me go there next. The second thing is to humble yourself. Webster says it this way. Humility means to go a long way or have yourself and show modest or low estate of one's importance. What does that mean? That means that I take the big eye out of my stuff and make myself humble under God, realizing he's the real superior, I'm the inferior. 
meaning that I digress. As we say it this way, more of God and less of me. More of God, less of me means I'm humbling myself. Here's what he says in verse, uh, verse 8 moving forward. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. What you want is that when you humble yourself, when you draw to God, the Bible right here says that God's going to draw nigh means he's going to come closer to you. What does it mean to draw? That means that you come closer to that person of God who is the real person who can help you through anything. Amen. So we want to not only first submit ourselves, we want to draw, we mean to approach or come closer. The third thing is to humble yourself. We want to do that. Why? But I believe that humility will take you a long way. Ain't nothing worse than a cocky, arrogant kind of person that you can't tell nothing or teach nothing. Ain't nothing worse than somebody, all you're trying to do is share your wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And they act, act, A-C-T, as if they know more than you, but yet every time they step out by themselves, they mess up within themselves, and you got to come to the rescue. All they had to do was just have a little humility, humble themselves, take, pay attention, write it down, not just be a hearer, but be a listener and a note taker, and you will find that their way would be just a little bit easier. Amen? So as we look at the word of God, what, is, what are you trying to tell me? Well, this is what the author James tells us. So as we break and we'll close on the word humility in just a minute. So when you do the things that I just shared, verses number nine and going forward, and then we'll get ready to close in just a minute, says it this way. When you draw nigh to God, he draw nigh to you. The writer says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Those are the ones that don't draw to God. Those are the ones that don't seek God's face. Matthew 6 and 33 says it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. Read verses 32 and earlier. The Gentiles was worrying about what they're going to put on, what they're going to eat, how they're going to move, how they're going to live. If God can take care of the birds and the lilies of the field, surely he can take care of his created image in his likeness. Amen. So when you realize that, then he says this in verse number 10. He says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Oh, we're going somewhere now. So if I humble myself in the sight of God, he shall lift me up. This is what the Amplified says it this way. Humble yourselves, feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. He will lift you up and make your lives significant. What does that mean? How about this? He'll make your enemies become your footstool. Amen. Your gifts shall make room for you. He will give you houses you didn't build, fields you didn't tend to. He will reap a harvest. The Bible says if you give, God shall give back unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that men, plural, will give into your bosom. All you got to do is not only talk about it, but be about it. When you be about it, you don't know what God got in store for you. But guess what? A closed hand don't get fed. A closed mouth don't get fed. 
You got to open your hands in surrenderance unto God. You got to give him the glory and the praise and the honor that's due his most holy name. And he, what, will never leave you, never forsake you, never let you go hungry, never let you beg bread. I realized some things, children of God. When I realized some things, this is what I realized. He says in verse 11, and we're getting there. Speak no evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil on his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. What does that mean? I've had to learn recently. I do my best not to put my mouth on nobody's name. I'm doing my best no matter what they do to me. If I'm speaking a fact, I speak a fact. But I'm striving with all the intestinal spiritual fortitude to not let a joker get into my path to cause them to make me lose my daily joy, not to impact my destiny in my day. I realize it this way. When my eyes hit the ceiling and my feet hit the floor, anybody, anybody outside of my home has done nothing to me, I can no longer let you affect my day, affect my joy, affect my peace, affect my happiness, affect anything about me. I've got to learn, as we say, stay in my swim lane and make my way. Things don't happen around me. I'll, I'll get ready to move on and say it this way. There's a lot of things that's going on around you, but it's really what's happening inside of you that determines how you react to what's going on around you. If I say greater is he, capital H, that is in me than he that is in the world, I've made he that's in the world insignificant to my spiritual walk. And I realize that no matter what the devil brings in accordance to John chapter 10, verse number 10, that thief, that killer, that stiller, that destroyer can't affect me because my God shall supply all of my needs according to my riches and glory. Hello, Holy Ghost. Here's where I go now. The crossroads is where we close. What do you mean? I'm at a crossroads, sir. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know because I don't even know how to describe it. It's so many things that have been bombarding my mind. It's got me laying up at night. I barely can't sleep. I can't eat. I got all kinds of things. I hold my hand on my head like the emoji on my phone because my mind is so torn and confused. I feel like I'm losing my mind. Here's what it says. I'm going to go tomorrow and I'm going to make some things happen. I'm going to go to another city. I'm going to escape my problems. I'm going to leave my troubles and I'm going to leave every one of them jokers behind. And this is what God says through the word. Here's what he said. These two men said, I'm going to a new city. I'm leaving. I'm getting away from this place. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I'm going to buy, sell, and get gang, and I'm going to make a new way for my life. But let me tell you something. If you don't deal with the issues in your day, your issues going to follow you. If you don't set foot and stand flat-footed and know that God is God, you spiritual Moses, you're going to realize that even though you move to the next city, your problems going to come back up. Those shadows going to haunt you. They're going to follow you. They're going to torment you. They're going to deal with you. They're going to affect your family. They're going to affect your money. They're going to affect your health. You've got to stop, stand still, and know that God is God. And this is what you ought to say. And we get ready to close. You who say, go to now, ye that say, tomorrow, today, I'm going to go to such a city, continue there a year, I'm going to buy, sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what's on tomorrow. Why? Here's what he says. 
For what is your life, question mark? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Baby, your life is like a bubble on the water. For what you think you're going to do, you just not might do. When you think you're going to do something, how many people have prepared right now? They are Scrooges, ain't spending nothing, going nowhere, doing nothing. They're trying to save up. I'm going to live my life in my retirement. And guess what? They don't live to see retirement. They die trying, but never make it to their destination. But you, my friend, I tell you, learn to live. You plan for tomorrow, but you live in today. You plan for tomorrow, you live in today, and you don't forget everything from yesterday. You learn from yesterday and try not to repeat yesterday. You do your better. I am an ex-something. Amen? I still remember what I used to do, but I ain't trying to do it no more. So the devil will try to keep it live in present color in your life. And you got to tell the devil, get thee behind me, Satan. We ain't there no more. I've moved on from that. And this is where we close this morning. Whereas you never know what's on tomorrow, your life is like a vapor. Here's what we say. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we, we shall live and do this or do that. Here's where we close this morning. When you realize that you're at the crossroads of life, only God himself can make your way. I believe the Bible says that God can make a way where there is no way. I believe the Bible says that God can make a door where there is no door. That God said he will give you favor with him and man when you trust God. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, when you lean not unto thine own understanding in all of thy ways, acknowledge God. When you give God the earnest of your substance, you let the church tell you, bring it all to the storehouse. But like I told you, it's mighty strange that I bring everything into the storehouse. But when I get hungry, I can't get nothing from the storehouse. That's a problem somewhere, child of God. The storehouse that I speak of is the one that when you store up things in God, God, God's going to give back unto you good measure, press down, shake it together, and run it over that men shall give into your bosoms. Amen. What did I tell you in closing? When you humble yourself, when you seek God's face in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33, when you let God's spirit lead you, you will find that God has already made the high places low and the crooked places straight. When you look to God, who's the author and finisher of your faith, you realize that he rolls you up out of the bed of affliction. He's put your feet as the old saints would say. He's picked me up out of the muck and the miry and he's placed my feet on solid ground. Oh, somebody. My feet is no longer in sinking sand. When you watch me walk, I told you God will put what? Pep in your step. Put some ounce in your bounce. God will lift you up when the world tries to pull you down. So when you're at the crossroads of life, you got to realize that when you're on your journey, you say, God, I need you. God, I trust you. God, I love you. God, I look to you. Although the world will try to slay me, yet will I trust you. I'm going to give everything I got to you. And you watch what God's going to do for you. I close the podcast this morning by saying, on the journey of life that we speak, God's already got your way paid. But see, what you got to do is, those are nothing more than shadows on your journey. Don't get freaked out about a shadow, because a shadow ain't never killed nobody. David said, yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. 
Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I want you to know that on this journey, you've got to learn if you've got one more breath in you, you'll tell God, thank you on this journey. Though you will try to slay me, devil, and all the imps of the day, I will not stop trusting God because he's my protector. He's my buckler. He's my shield. He's my guide. He's my everything. He's my all in all. So on this journey, we close today by prayer. Father, bless somebody with this podcast. They're at a crossroads today, and they don't know how to turn and which way to go. They've lost loved ones, and they feel like life can't go on. But let them know, be encouraged. You can make it if you try. God bless them. Be with them now. Open the doors of success to everybody, and bless the young ones to the elders, and keep them moving on this journey. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Until the next podcast, this is Tony with Triple C out. This is what just, if I got a little bit more time, this is what I'll tell the world. I'm going to take you back to the old church.